Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 74 of Generation GC, Change from Good Charlotte, the band's debut studio album in 2000. My name is Molly Huddleston, once again, and as always, I'm your host, as well as the producer, creator, and editor of this show, and my guest today is Jasmine Martinez. On our last episode, we talked about Generation RX from Generation RX. Next time, we'll be talking about a song from The Young and the Hopeless. Jasmine Martinez is a Good Charlotte fan from Southern California, and she credits her dad and older brothers for her love of music. She enjoys working for the elementary school district, spending time with her nephew and nieces, and is usually pretty shy and reserved unless she's front row at a GC show. Frankly, I think that last bit applies to probably a lot of us. I wanted to say that I love having guests from all around the world and from all different backgrounds on Generation GC. Different backgrounds does not just mean location or ethnicity. It, it means ensuring a varied gender and sexuality representation, representing fans of different ages, fans with their own unique life experiences of any sort. And if English isn't your first language, that's okay. As long as you're comfortable holding a conversation in English, you're good to go. I also want to continue mentioning blacklivesmatters.card.co, antisemitism.card.co, and antiasianviolenceresources.card.co. All of those will be linked in the show notes as per usual. Please make sure to continue educating yourselves on uh, racism and hate crime. I think it's really important to know what's going on. Finally, Generation GC stickers are here. If you do want a sticker, there's two things you can do. Number one, support the show on Anchor. Go to anchor.fm slash generation GC pod and click support. And all that money helps me keep the show going. It helps me buy things like a laptop riser, new headphones, and it helps me print and ship the stickers. Number two, go to blacklivesmatters.card.co and make a charitable donation to one of the organizations listed there. Anything you can donate, whatever you can afford, it makes a huge difference. And then you're going to send me a screenshot of either your support of the show on Anchor or your charitable donation, along with your mailing address, and I will send you stickers. You can reach out to me at GenerationGCPod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also send me an email, GenerationGCPod at gmail.com, if you uh, are wanting some stickers. Well, thank you all for tuning in, and now on to episode 74. So, change is... I guess I, w- I would say it is the final track on Good Charlotte's self-titled album. It, on Spotify, if you go on Spotify right now, which is the version that does not have the click, so the quote-unquote original version, um, track 12 is Screamer, track 13 is Change, track 14 is Thank You, Mom. If you had the deluxe CD that had the click on it, which is what I have and what I think a lot of people have, because uh, they bought it like later on. Track 13 was Screamer. Track 14 was Change. And then Thank You Mom was like a bonus slash hidden track. It wasn't like a separate song. But also I feel like that's Spotify wanting to like split things up and count it as more streams and all that. Um, Change was not a single. It looks like it was maybe played live a couple times. Um I don't know. It says the mall in Cleveland, Ohio in 2001. So I I don't know if that was like an acoustic set in a mall, something like that. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I can't, I kind of can't imagine this being played at like a full out show. Can you? No, I mean, ideally. (laughs) Right. Right. 
Right. Maybe an acoustic show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's that's my guess, but I have Mm -hmm. no evidence to back that up other than just the song, right? Um, It was written by Benji and Joel Madden. The album was produced by Don Gilmore, who mixed most of the album, but Change, as well as Seasons and Thank You, Mom, uh, was mixed by Tom Lordalge at South Beach Studios in Miami. And we've talked about uh, Tom Lordalge before, so we won't uh, dive into that, but you definitely uh, would recognize some other artists he's worked with. And yeah, I mean, this one's definitely a deep cut, so it's going to be fun to explore. But uh, Jasmine, before we get into change, I want to help our listeners get to know you. So first thing I like to ask is, when did you first hear Good Charlotte and what were your first thoughts on them? So I vaguely remember hearing the chorus of Little Things when I was probably like around 11 years old. It yeah. was on the radio. And we were thinking, okay, well, this is stuck in my head. I love the way this sounds. But at that time, it was still very like, I loved Britney and, you know, pop and whatever, Hanson yeah. still, you know, all of that. So it didn't really like... Um, it didn't register with me. Like I liked it, but I was in my pop phase, you know? Um, And then flash forward lifestyles, I think was my like true introduction, seeing it on TRL, the music video, all of that. Um, And I was intrigued. I had never liked a band that maybe looked like them, sounded like them. Um, I mean, I was 12 years old and I don't know. I I was intrigued. I guess I'll use that word. So I remember having this conversation with my cousin, who's also my age, Jonathan. And I must have asked, you know, asked them, uh, asked him about them. And he was like, oh, I have that album. I was like, can you bring it over? Let's hang out. I want to listen to it. You know, I'm curious. And I mean, the rest is history. I listened to it. I loved it. Got it right away. I ended up buying that album, uh, Young and Hopeless. Mm-hmm. And the uh, All American Rejects self-titled the same day. Amazing. And I was like, I was like, oh my God, these are my bands. Like, forget everything else. I do not care about anything else. This is it for me, right? Um, and then, like, Avril came along, and I was just like, those are my three. And then, <laughs> like, um, slowly but surely, it's Charlotte. So just like, I mean, it was them. It was them for me out of everything, right? And um, I ended up Googling them. I went down the wormhole. I was watching every interview I could find. Um, were you in that Twitter thread the other day where we were all, we were all like, <laughs> Joel's favorite colors are this, and Benny's favorite cookie is this, and like expose me. Yes, I was. <laughs> we had so listeners. There was like a Twitter thread where we all just reminisced about these like random like facts that I guess we read on fan sites that we don't know if they were true. Like realistically, like I don't know if anyone ever had sources for these. Oh right. And like you said, we just took it as fact. We just took it as fact, yeah. <laughs> we were like, oh, oh, like... Yeah, snickerdoodle cookies, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yep. Oh, mm-hmm. baby blue, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Benji's favorite so, yeah, color is black, I think, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I was all about the MSN boards, um, <laughs> and then I discovered, like, jollymoly.com, GQ oh, Circle oh, yeah. Pit. I mean, and I was just... I loved it. I, I mean, going over all the bios, memorizing all these all things rock quotes, and cutting out pictures, like everything just spiraled, you know? Yeah. And um, gcnaptown.com was my favorite of all of them. And I ended up meeting so many of um, the friends that I still have today on that website. Amazing. So it's like, I I have such a special place in my heart for that website forever. Amazing. Yeah. And I also like to ask everyone, and I know the answer, but I like to ask everyone, have you ever seen Good Charlotte live? 
I have. Um, I go to as many shows as possible with the set of friends that I'm referring to. Um, and my, but my first show, I'll never forget, it was um, November 26, 2003 at the Cox Arena at San Diego State University. I went with my parents, my cousin Stephanie, um, and her parents. And her parents had gifted her a ticket, like as a surprise, and she really found out like the hour before we went. And so it was so exciting when we were 13 years, I was 13, she was turning 14. We just had a blast. Of course, we were like in Timbuktu, like so far away <laughs> from them, but we were like loving it. Like it was amazing. And I remember skipping back to the car after the show and I was like, I'm coming to college here. Like, this is it. This is, this is the, the college for me, university for me. And I ended up going and I, but I swear it wasn't because of that reason. Did <laughs> you, did you so write your essay and, and in your admissions essay, I hope you said, I fell in love with this school in 2003 because I saw good Charlotte here. Honestly, I may have. Like, Good Charlotte is mentioned, in, like, you know how it's senior year of high school, we'd be like, you have to leave quotes and stuff yeah, or bios yeah. about yourself. Good Charlotte was in everything of mine. Oh, yeah. it, I mean, it, I love them. I've loved them forever. I, they're amazing. Um, yeah, I have a lot of fun memories. So while I was in college there, I would have to walk by the that venue all the time, and I, you know, I couldn't help but think of it. And I'm like, this is awesome. This is amazing. I love that. <laughs> um, so you said you were telling me in your bio, Jasmine, that your dad and your older brothers, you know, really just helped you get into music. So in general, but what was playing in the house growing up? Like, what were you listening to, you know, pre-GC and like aside from GC when someone else is choosing music? <laughs> growing up, rock music was for sure what was played around us the most. Um, I remember my dad just always having his acoustic guitar out and playing songs for us in the living room. We'd be watching TV and he'd just be playing, you know, off to the side. Um, so music was always around. And it was usually something by the Beatles or Kiss or just any general classic love, um, rock love song. And um, my brother, I saw so two older brothers. One of them was gifted a drum set and the other one a guitar when they were relatively young. So I just grew up around all three of them, always having like, their jam sessions in my brother's room. Like there was never peace and quiet in our house, but I loved it. Like that's all I knew. Yeah. Um, and to this day, they all play so many instruments, like even more now. And uh, I cannot play a single thing. Uh, I can play the kazoo. That's about there it. There you go. There you um, go. That's something. <laughs> no, and I mean, like a little like a toy one. It's ridiculous. But um, actually, over the pandemic, we we have our family group chat, and my brother introduced this game. I don't know if he got it from someone else, but he introduced this game, and we started sending each other videos of uh, of us playing the piano or guitar, um, and each other. We we each had to guess what song was being played. So I was like, well, I was guessing, and I was like having a blast doing that. But I was like. I need to, I want to take part, but I cannot play a piano. I cannot play guitar. Um, so I ended up ordering kazoo then. And I was like, okay, I can play with my kazoo. And they can guess through, through that. So did you play any good Charlotte on the kazoo? I have to ask. You know what? I, I did it about three or four times. I didn't because I wasn't sure if they were going to be able to guess it. But mm -hmm. funnily enough, I'm going to have to, I'm going to end reference, referencing this later. Um, one of my brothers played uh, the demo, the acoustic demo version of Change. Amazing. And I was the one who got it, obviously. Amazing. And of course, you know, you knew, you know, of which, course, yeah. which version was. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah. So you had also told me that you work for a school district and, you know, spend a lot of time with nephew and nieces. And I am just so curious, what music do young kids like now? Like, is it just everything on TikTok? Is there any, any like particular people that kids are loving? Um, at work, it's pretty neat because I still see a lot of the, like, um, band tees that I used to see 15 years ago. So Amazing. I still see My Chemical Romance. I still see, like, Panic at the Disco. And it's really cute. I think it's nice um, that, it, that that stuff is, like, still living on, you know? Yeah. Um, so I still see that. I, I ha- A few years ago, I had this experience where a student came up to me and just out of the blue was like, you look like someone who knows who Green Day is. And I was just like, I have no idea where that came from. I don't know what made him think that, but I was like, this is a compliment. I may not know a lot yeah. of Green Day, but I was like, I know enough that to, to know that this is a compliment. So that was a really <laughs> cute little moment, a little exchange with the student. That's so great. <laughs> it was really funny. Um, and my nephew and nieces, I have four of them. They're all under the age of 10. So really right now, it's most, what they know, what they listen to is a lot of what is played around them by their parents and whatnot. But um but but for them, I think they're really like the girls are into JoJo Siwa, Disney okay. pop songs, whatever's on YouTube, that kind of thing. And like again, the Beatles, of course. So sure. their Classic, their dad yeah. is starting to teach them how to play like piano and drums as well. So they'll send us little clips of them playing like Stevie Wonder or or the Beatles. So it's really sweet. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> um, the last thing that I wanted to ask just before we kind of go into change <laughs> is. I hear you're a bit of a regular at Good Charlotte shows, <laughs> and, and I hear that uh, they can kind of bring you out of your shell a little bit. What What is it about a Good Charlotte show that just brings that out of you? I think it's a combination of things. They're my all-time favorite band, so obviously anytime I get to see them, I'm going to be elated, um, but... I also think there's just something so electric about being at a GC show in general. Mm-hmm. Um, my, for instance, my parents have been maybe four or five times, and even they, they, they leave such glowing reviews after the shows. They have so much fun. Like, they didn't even have to go, because they would take me, right? So And then they would stay, and they would enjoy the show as a teenager. But even, I think, around 2011, they, I was doing some of the tour with my friends, but they went out of their way to go to the Pomona show just to enjoy it themselves. Aww. So I was like, this is amazing. Like, they really do enjoy them. They love them, you know. And so that's really nice. Um, so I know there's something, like, really special about their shows, right? Yeah. And, um, okay, so for me, yeah, I, I do think, I, I mean, I know you can hear my big voice. I'm a nervous person. I'm quite shy. Yeah. I'm definitely reserved. Um something about it it's electric i'm when i'm on that barricade and i'm alongside all my best friends um i it's just like i can't control my body anymore uh, all my reservations get thrown out the window i am and in my most embarrassing state when i'm there i'm i mean i'm air drumming i'm air guitaring even though i have no idea how to play either of those instruments of course, yeah and i i'm i'm just I, I mean i'm on cloud nine and i love that feeling and um I just, I miss it. I want to do it again. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully it can all happen again. I'm just yeah. like, I want it to happen again because there's so many people that I need to meet now that I've yes, talked to true. on Zoom that I'm like, I need to meet you. <laughs> I know. That's true. Um, so let's get into change. And Jasmine, I was told, I want to say it was Loriana who told me, she was like, 
Jasmine loves change. <laughs> I, I believe it was Loriana. It so, was, I remember. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, let's talk about it. it. Throw it in, you know, why is change such a favorite for you? Okay, so I'm going to come off obsessed with my family because I'm about to bring them up again, but it's only because I have to. It's oh, part of, my, good. It's part it's of good. my honest answer, right? Yeah. Okay, so um, after really thinking about why I feel like I've always gravitated towards the song in particular, uh, I remember a conversation I had a few months ago with uh, one of my brothers about change, and it was that conversation that then made me have a flashback to when I was barely a teenager, and I was in my brother's room, and I was playing change on the computer, and he, he, I remember him saying something like, I think this is my favorite Good Charlotte song. It reminds me of Oasis. Yeah. And before that okay, point, yeah. yeah, right? Okay, and before that point, my brother had never really talked to me about their music, so I was surprised that he said something and something complimentary, you know, about them. And I feel like, honestly, in that moment, like a seed was planted. I had already loved the song, like I, I used to listen to it all the time even before then, but... I, I don't know if I had a favorite Good Charlotte song until that point, you know, that, that experience. Yeah. And I was like, I started listening to the melodies more. I started paying more attention to the lyrics. And um, I maybe it was like my the little sister, big brother thing. He was my cool big brother and he liked this song. And I was like, okay, well, that means I really like this song then. And so from that point on, I was like, that's my favorite song. Yeah. And I love it. And there's nothing that compares. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I still feel that way about that song. Yeah, yeah. I love that. It's, it's that like emotional attachment separate from maybe the song itself but just that emotional attachment to what it means to people you love absolutely and also um something about the conviction in joel's voice and that particular song it's like i mean it gets me i love it it's so so good for Mm -hmm. a million reasons um Well, let's talk about, I want to hear, let's talk about favorite lines from the song. And do you have any misheard lyrics? Any, any lyrics I, that tripped you up? Um, oddly enough, I don't think I have any misheard lyrics, but I get the lyrics wrong all the time. Um, but for this one, no, I, I don't think I did. But for, I mean, this song has some of my all-time favorite lyrics. So Yeah, favorite uh, lines. Let's go. So let's go. Standing in a crowded room, but I can only see you. I love that lyric. I used to write notes for my friends in school, and I have I would make like little lyrical borders uh, oh, yeah. around the yeah. notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, nine times out of ten, those lyrical borders included uh, something from change. Yeah, yeah. Standing in crowded room, but I can only see you. Uh, I mean, practice all the things I'd say. You know, like mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. it just gets me. I love it. I love it so yeah. much. I. What think- about you? I think my favorite line has got to be, I am lost in the see-through because it's kind of nonsensical. If you actually think about it, I am lost in the Mm see-through. What does that mean? But (laughs) like, it's kind of nonsensical in that sense, but it also is so like, it captures the emotion so much, you know? Um, just feeling lost and confused and at all the things and feelings going on, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, captures that vague and, and confusing uh, time. Absolutely. Uh, let's, let's talk about what this song means. So I want to hear what you think it means and then I'll share my interpretation. 
Okay, so I do think it's a song about unrequited love. Yeah. I think they did a fantastic job of describing how painful it can be to be super into someone but not have those feelings reciprocated. Um, it's super vulnerable, and I feel like it has sad yet romantic lyrics. Um, so if I were to take these lyrics literally, just thinking, like, how romantic is it to think of someone liking you so much that they actually practice what they're going to say to you, mm -hmm. and they can only see you even when you're in a crowded room of people? Like, that's amazing. That's so beautiful to me. And I'm just like, I think I grew up as a, you know, as a teenager. I'm like, I want someone to write those beautiful lyrics about me. And I, I don't know. I, right. I <laughs> love those lyrics. Well, they're it's like so you want sweet. someone to write that romantic stuff about you. Yeah. And when you're like a teenager, that's kind of all you can think. I just want someone to write romantic sure. stuff about me. You don't necessarily <laughs> yeah. think that a song like this also has a lot of pain and oh, like yeah. you don't want, you know. Um, yeah, I, I wrote in my notes, unrequited love is pain, you know. There you go. <laughs> I've been there. Lots of us have been there, you know. Uh -huh. I, I, I think this is about kind of getting ready to tell someone how you feel, tell someone that you have a crush on them. And kind mm -hmm. of all, I feel like kind of already knowing they don't feel the same, but like knowing yeah. you need to say it and you need to get it off your chest, which like, yeah, it's good. Like I, I am, yeah. I am team, get it off your chest, say how you feel. It's going to be the better option because otherwise those feelings are there and they're just like, you know, you're not you able to hold regrets about not saying something. Yeah. And then it's like, it, yeah. if it's if it's like a friend then mm -hmm. it's like it, it can just mess up the friendship you know um right. and this is just someone who's wallowing in the feels you know letting mm -hmm. yourself feel that pain it do you think this is like a crush that isn't returned or is it someone you're dating that you know you are really in love with and they are just not feeling it I feel like maybe it's more of a crush, yeah. having a crush on someone and, I mean, holding on to that hope that maybe they'll, they'll eventually reciprocate those feelings and not wanting to let go, you know, being a dreamer and being hopeful and all the that's, Pisces things. <laughs> yeah, right? That's that's definitely the impression that I get, too, that it's, like, mm -hmm. a crush. Like, right. Um, yeah, I, I feel like it's a... That's that's my interpretation, my guess. Um, <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> in, right. In terms of backstory, though, like, I didn't really see anything. The trouble that I ran into in trying to find backstory on this song was a few things. Mm -hmm. Number one, there just aren't that many interviews about the self-titled album online. Right. Number two, the ones that are, I mean, this is a deep cut, right? This is, like, the last track on the album, like... People are going to ask about little things and festival song, right? Maybe they're going to sure. talk about complicated because that talks about their dad. Like people are going to talk about Maybe motivation, right? <laughs> yeah. Waldorf worldwide because that talks about their backstory. Um, mm -hmm. And also I would Google like good Charlotte change interview and I would get stuff where they talked about life changes a lot. Oh, right, right. More recent and just so much buzz. <laughs> about that one coming up um yeah so i didn't really see any backstory on this and i i wish i did because i would love to have some quotes that i could pull um about this one 
Have you seen the live video that's on YouTube and it's it's got like Spanish subtitles and everything? And I think it's from the Chapel Show. No, Do you know what I'm referring to. You should watch it. I, it's yeah. So Will good. you send me the link if you it. find it? Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. And you can sing it in Spanish with the subtitles. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried doing it before. And it's just it's I, it's a mess. But <laughs> I speak no Spanish, so it will it will sound quite wrong. I don't but, speak you know. it enough, but it's 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 still fun. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, production kind of instrumentation of this song i mean this is a slow song right is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's there's some strings going on uh, is this a ballad so um i'm totally the wrong person to answer yeah. any kind of technical question but the ballads that I'm familiar with are either romantic and or evoke emotion. I feel like this yeah. song covers both of those. So I would yeah. maybe call it a ballad, but honestly, I never thought about it until you mentioned it. Like, I, would I guess def- so, yeah. I would definitely say Hold On is a ballad, you know? Yes. So yeah. th- that those, like, elongated kind of vowels and vocals in the chorus, right? Hold mm-hmm. on. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe that's more of a power ballad. I could see it. and But that's also why I'm like, I know we just talked about wanting to see this acoustic, and this would make more sense <laughs> acoustic, but like a full band of this, like true ballad style. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I just want to see it in any in any format. I just right? I will take anything. Give me give it to me in a live stream. Good Charlotte, like anything. Good Charlotte discography <laughs> tour. You know, just do a couple different cities and like, each night they play two different two albums front to back or something. Cool. Oh my god! Done. I Done. know we all would drop everything, whatever we're doing, and just yeah. make it happen. Yeah, that's the yeah. dream. <laughs> um, I love that you talked about Oasis, and I don't know why that didn't come to mind in comparison to this. <laughs> Credit the to big, my brother. I don't know if I would have gotten there. <laughs> I mean, I definitely got into Oasis knowing that Good Charlotte were Oasis fans, right? As mm, as right. you do, as happens. The and one I that because of my brothers, they grew yeah. up listening to. They're they're I, they're right around the twins' age, so they I grew up with like the Brit pop, the Brit rock. Okay, um, so I grew up with it, and I loved it because of them. I think. Yeah, so Oasis, I think, is a big one, and I could see definitely like just feeling such a connection for you, feeling such a connection, knowing there's like a family love of Oasis too. Yes, yes. Um, the big one that I thought of here was Morrissey. We all know Joel is a is a Moz fan. Yes. I mean, this is like a dramatic and very sad, but also a little nonsensical song about a girl not loving him back. <laughs> you know, I guess that's yeah. kind of a Morrissey, Morrissey thing, you know, dramatic and sad. Um, yeah. So I, I, I guess Oasis meets Morrissey, you know, is yes. the vibe here. Yes. I think that's a good description. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Jasmine, do you have any memories or stories that you want to share about change? Um, probably nothing I haven't already blabbered about. <laughs> um, I just remember being a teenager, and that was one of the songs I often fell asleep to. I put yeah. it on repeat, and I, I was just like, I'm mm-hmm. in that mode. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just want to lay in my bed and like turn all the lights off and just listen, you know, close my eyes and just listen. And that's, I think that's probably the, the memory that sticks up the most to me. Besides my brother, that I I definitely have fallen asleep to this one too. 
there you go. I, and I'm sure we're not the only ones, especially out of our group of friends. Definitely like, not. Uh, yeah. This is a fan favorite in my opinion. Almost yes, it really is. Uh, like so many of my friends um, put this song in like their top five. So. Well, I do have a memory I want to share that has go been on it. my mind. Like I was like, I know I have to share this when I talk about change. Yeah. Um, so I had a crush in the ninth grade. His name was Mike. And I think he kind of knew I liked him. You know, we were sort of friends on swim team together and everything. Super, like, nice guy. Very, very cool guy. Um, And on the last day of school, I handed him a note, a note that I, like, wrote and rewrote two or three times, folded up in an envelope on which said, open this when you get home, in another envelope in case he opened the first envelope, you know, too quickly. Um... And I handed it to him on the last day of school. And I was like, hey, just like read this later, but please not till you get home. Obviously, he knew what it was, right? Like, I think it was like pretty clear and he definitely had picked up on it. Like, definitely. But anyway, so we talk on AIM a few days later and he was- Oh, AIM. Yeah. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) I think I was ex-emo, ex-in-ex-jersey, ex um, I was I, jazzy jazz juicy lover. So. Oh, there you go. There you go. I also had vicious sick chick. Okay, kid vicious please. and sick boy, you know, you know. Um, That's cute. But yeah, so me and Mike talked on AIM and he was so kind about it. Aww. But he said he didn't like me back. He was so oh. kind about it. Like, bless his heart. You know, he's a good guy, right? Right. But obviously, I was heartbroken. Absolutely. It was the first time a boy had told me he didn't like me back. Not the last time. Not the last time. But the first time. And of course, it hurt. And I just remember, like, it's the beginning of summer vacation. I'm getting ready to, like, go off to camp and all this. And I am just, you know, in the backseat of my parents' car. They're, like, driving to barbecues and, and whatever. And I'm just listening to this song on repeat, like, crying oh, in the backseat of the car. car. I can totally yeah. picture it. <laughs> yeah. We'll never forget. But – and, and you know what? Honestly, to this day, when I've had moments like that, this song is is comforting. It's a warm blanket, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Because it it's – I read some retrospective. I think this was with Alter the Press uh, with Joel, like a 10 or 12 year retrospective on the album, whatever. And he said that like, he, he said, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but he said that he wouldn't really change anything about this album because they were being honest and like, yeah, some of it might be cheesy, but like, mm-hmm. that's what happens when you're honest. Like you just say things and yes sometimes they're kind of bold and sometimes they're cliche, but like cliches are cliche for a reason, you know? Yeah. Um, and I know we all love this album for, you know, yeah. for so many reasons. I for mean, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I was listening to it today a couple of times and I was just really appreciating like how many kind of different styles they really get into on this yes. album. Yes. Um, th- so change obviously is my number one but I like I love listening to I heard you so loud in the car I love uh, I don't want to stop I I love this album well I heard you is a good one to mention too because as we talk about like other GC songs the track relates to I mean I heard you totally comes to mind (laughs) because that's also definitely like 
he likes a girl, he's trying to date a girl, whatever, and she is, like, not into it. Yeah. Um, I feel like Little Things kind of does, too. I feel like Little Things is almost the overture to the album, because Little Things is talking about all this other stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. But, like, on Little Things, they mention the girl that broke up with me because I wasn't cool enough. (laughs) And I, I'm wondering if that girl and I heard you and change if if any of those are the same girl. I wonder that too. I I just want to know who 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 changes written about. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. I need to send her a letter and thank you her know, because you know you know that this was written about a person. Like this was definitely right. written about one specific person. <laughs> what a lucky girl! Oh yeah, right, 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 and she's probably like. Uh, some dude I went to high school with is still crying about me. <laughs> no, I really wonder how she feels about it, especially like, you know, right now, 2021. Right, right. Like, does she listen to the album? And, you know, I'm just curious. Well, Jasmine, you mentioned an acoustic demo of Change, which I've heard as well. And I'm sure, I feel like that's got to still be floating around the internet. It's definitely on YouTube. <laughs> definitely on YouTube, yeah. yeah. Yeah, YouTube is kind of where I feel like you go because I feel like the quote-unquote fan sites aren't that active. Um, and I don't think there's any, like, Facebook groups for GC that are super active. Like, there's yeah. a couple, but, like, I mean, I do have one for this podcast, but it's, it's relatively small. Um, mm-hmm. It's not, you know, and I, I've joined other GC groups on Facebook, and they're either, like, not active at all, or it's just, like, people just post pictures of the members. Are um, you in the GC Naptown one? No. There's a GC Naptown one. I'm going to send you a link to that as yes, well. Yes, please, um, please. I got, gosh, I want to say it was created maybe, like, a couple years ago, and it, it, it was active, and then it kind yeah. of calmed down. I think it was, um, is it Lance that got it started or something like that, and, um, it, it, it was it was really cool. I, re- I remember going through the threads and seeing like a bunch of faces that I recognized, but obviously we're so much older now. I was like, this is yeah. so amazing that like, he was able to track so many of them, um, the members that used to be on there. Um, yeah, I don't think it's really like ha- like doing much right now, but I'm gonna link you just in case you take a, yeah. a trip down memory lane as well. Please. <laughs> um, other alternate versions is that there is a vitamin string quartet cover of this which might be my favorite vitamin string quartet version jonathan my cousin had this album and i used to borrow it all the time because i loved it this but like i could also see mopey you know 19 or whatever 19 year old joel madden singing over the string version Mm -hmm. i could see that i could see that absolutely yeah that'd be amazing (laughs) i want to get into some reviews um, okay. there were, there were a couple that talked about this song. So, uh, Cryptic Rock mentioned this in their 20 year retrospective. Um, they, they said, however, Good Charlotte was a band that would always be known for their heartfelt emotions. Waldorf Worldwide and Thank You Mom were just two of many raw offerings full of longing, such as Complicated, Seasons, Screamer, and Change, which created the core of Good Charlotte. Punk News gave this 4.5 out of 5, but they were not a fan of this song. And I just want to read this just because this review is very funny. When I finally got my hands on the CD, I was not disappointed at all. I was blown away. 
I thought all the songs were extremely catchy and with a great alternative slash punk slash ska sound to it. Except for Change, the one song I didn't care for. Oh, like a dagger through my heart. <laughs> How could you not care for Change is what I want to I know. just don't understand. <laughs> I want to get into some Amazon reviews. Okay. Um, one user just rated the album five out of five and said that change is, they said about change, a faster paced song would have been good to close, but this song is just as good. It's a slow, but beautifully written song. I really enjoy listening to this song. 10 out of 10. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. He Woods gave the album three out of five. And said, some are quite boring ballads, too, like Seasons and Change. Their lyrics aren't great, either. Oh, my God. You know what's coming to mind right now is that gif of that woman saying, it's fine, you're you're entitled to your wrong opinion. It's fine. Right. That's how I feel. Right, (laughs) right. Chen gave the album five out of five and said, Change is my least fave, since if you're not in the mood for a ballad, it sort of drags. But one bad song in a CD is still great. Go and buy this CD, capital N, capital O, capital W. <laughs> Arnold gave the album a four out of five and said, Change, definitely my favorite song. This is a very good love song, the most memorable to me, A+. Eve gave it the album three out of five and said, It gets old fast and it's an eight-minute song. Except... Except it's not an eight-minute song. Right. There's just some silence, and then, thank you, Mom. But what I really need to get into here is these comments on songmeetings.com. Let's do it. Because songmeetings.com, it was just a place ripe for chaos. (laughs) And in this case, in this case, um, people sharing their own stories. So we're going to get into it. Newborn Nebulae says, this song reminds me of a love at first sight that you can't have. You think they feel the same, but really don't know and would do anything just to have them even speak to you. Or it could also be a love lost that you still want and can't have since they act as if you are nothing to them now. I think this person is writing from personal experience. Yeah, it sure sounds like it. (laughs) Yeah. So add, oh, this must be System of a Down, girl. Great song. It reminds me of a certain someone. Stick Shift 86 says, This song is like the relationship I'm in right now. I love her so much and I'm not sure if she loves me. Just like the song, I wish I could change the way I feel, but I just can't. And how it almost hurts when she's not there. This song is just so cool. Tainted Love Story said, This song is absolutely wonderful. It reminds me of a guy I started to like a lot, and I didn't exactly know how to tell him. He was one of those guys that every other girl that hadn't even talked to him loved. I didn't even care about him till I actually talked to him. I fell in love. I think the song is about being in love with someone but not knowing how to tell them because you aren't sure if they feel nearly even the same way as you. Pain. Um... Last one I'll read is from Numbuous. This song goes out to my first love. Dot, dot, dot. Devin. Sigh. What an angel. Dot, dot, dot. 
I like, you know, I appreciate that this person has at least the courage to name uh, the person they're talking about by name. Yeah, (laughs) shout out to Devin. Um, Hi, Devin. I don't know if you're listening, but hope you're doing well. You know, hey, Devin. In terms of YouTube comments, I'll read a few. Comments were turned off on the band's upload, but there was a fan upload by a user, Adam. Just a lot of people talking about how they heard it for the first time at like 12 and now they're 25 or or whatever. Um, Lee Bonner says, turned 34 this year. I practice all the things I'd say to tell you how I feel. Heart. I used that one on a girl when I was 16, which was almost 20 years ago. The dream. Yeah, right? That's all I wanted was a boy to give to send me controlled lyrics. Right? <laughs> right? Nature. Goals. That's like all I want. That's all I want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have, have a boy to send you good Charlotte lyrics. Helene Castillo says, beautiful song. I first heard it when I was 12. I remember playing it and listening to the words and interpreting the lyrics. Loving someone who may not love you back. I was 12. What did I know about love? <laughs> now I'm 23 and I can relate to this song and understand it a lot more and it scares me. Good Charlotte, oh. lesson three. <laughs> um, I hope you're okay, Helene. <laughs> shout out to Helene. <laughs> I know. Shout out Shout out to all of you. Shout out just to everyone who, co- who put some comments on the internet about this song because I, seasons, too, had a lot of stories, I feel like, that were kind of like this, that were just very specific and personal, mm-hmm. you know, people, yeah. like people, people are, were, are commenting, you know, their, their stories. And I get it. I get yeah, it. I love going through the comment section on YouTube under it's like so much Charlotte fun. videos. I, yeah, I think it's a lot of fun and a lot of, a lot of them are really positive and it's, I think it's just yeah. sweet. They, a lot of them leave really sweet stories and yeah. I think I, I just enjoy like hearing um, the impact that they, they've had on so many people in so many different ways. Yeah. It's been yeah. very fun just going through the comments over the years and kind of mm-hmm. seeing how like the tones have changed and all. Yeah. Well, Jasmine, how has change held up for you over time? I still love the heck out of it. It's still a song I give whenever someone asks me what my all-time favorite song is. Mm -hmm. Um, Every single time it comes on, I'm immediately transported to my early 2000s self. um, And it just takes me right back to that that dark room in my bed, eyes closed, just like falling asleep to it. I love it. Yeah. Well, what has Good Charlotte meant to you over the years and how has that changed? Okay. So I got into them around 20 years ago, which is insane to think about. I feel so old <laughs> saying that out loud. Um, in no time, my walls had uh, their faces all over. Magazine mm-hmm. cutouts were on the front of my binders. Um, I'd spend hours and hours on my computer editing cheesy videos of them together. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be, like I said, on the, on the GC Naptown website talking to all my friends. I was... Um, probably on like LimeWire and Napster downloading, getting viruses and downloading whatever like live performances I could find. (laughs) And um, so that's how it all began. And then I ended up making all of these friends online and we met as teenagers and we started doing shows together and we still do shows together. And it's, I mean, I love their music. I love them. I think they're wonderful in like every sense of the word. But I also have a 
a huge sense of gratitude to them for bringing those those friendships into my life. And I think yeah. a lot of us feel that same way and we all have like our group of friends and um, I just think it's incredible. I love my friends who are like non-Good Charlotte fans, but there's something so different. There's such a special bond um, that I feel that I have with these girls and have had since we were young. And I mean, we, we're still doing these shows together, you know? I think if yeah. they were to tour this, this year, if, you know, some, if the pandemic hadn't happened and they were still doing tours, we for sure would have done them too. And yeah. I, I, I just love it. Yeah. Well, do you have any last words about change, about Good Charlotte, or about yourself? I feel like I've blabbed already. So I'll just wrap it up by sure. saying thank you to who, whoever listened to this episode. Thank you to you, of course, for um, starting this podcast and sustaining it. I know you've had a lot of my friends on already, yeah. and it's been so much. Like I, I enjoy listening to a bunch of people's episodes who I don't know. Yeah. But obviously, if I hear my friends on, I'm like, oh, I just I, I miss them so much. I haven't been able to see them. Aww. So anytime I get to listen to an episode by a friend, I'm like, oh, I love it. I feel like I'm right there with you guys. <laughs> Yeah, and definitely there are many episodes featuring friends of yours and yes. maybe some future episodes too, you know. Yeah. Jasmine, this has been wonderful. I am so glad we got to talk. Me too. As we wrap up, so I do a Generation GC and Friends Spotify playlist. Mm -hmm. So I'll put change, I'll put the Vitamin String Quartet version, and then I would just love a recommendation for you. So just anything you're listening to lately that you're enjoying that you want to share that's not good charlotte um i want to recommend a song called can't let go by landon pig do you know that song mm -mm. no okay so specifically the one i'm talking about is from 2000, uh, 2008 and it's okay. on his coffee shop ep everyone needs to have the song on uh, on every rainy day playlist it's that kind of vibe it's i mean it's his ep's called coffee shop it could be uh, played at any coffee shop and sound amazing. Um, the reason I'm choosing it is because I feel like it has a, a very similar theme to change, but it, I mean, it's singer songwriter. It doesn't sound like it, but everyone needs to listen to that song. I love that song. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Jasmine, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can people keep up with you on the internet? Um, I'm at Jasmine Mertness on Twitter. So perfect. Jasmine MRTNZ. I don't post a lot of like public tweets. Most of my tweets are just responses to my friends' tweets. But if I do post something, it's usually Catrell related. So that's definitely my ultimate fan outlet. So Amazing. If you want to follow me, that's, that's, the, that's the place, Twitter. <laughs> Amazing. Jasmine, thank you for coming on the show. Listeners, thank you for tuning in to episode 74 of Generation GC. Wow, that's almost at 75. Congratulations. That's, crazy. that's thank amazing. You. Last week, we talked about Generation RX from Generation RX. Next week, we'll be talking about a song from The Young and the Hopeless. My name is Molly Hoddleson once again, and as always, I've been your host as well as the producer, creator, and editor of Generation GC. Thank you for tuning in. Please make sure to subscribe to the show and or follow wherever you listen. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please rate and leave a review. And most importantly, tell your friends. Spread the word. Word of mouth is the best way to uh, promote the show. Thanks for listening.